Today we're talking about cutting, bulking, and cardio. Ooh. Welcome everyone to episode 116 of the Fitness Crew podcast. And today we're having an exciting day. It's Tuesday, Tuesday Cruise Day, as they say. You know, that's a historical thing. That's an actual fact. Tuesday is Cruise Day. Cruise Day, and that's spelled C R U Z Day. So, super excited to come here and bring this show to you. Are you cruising on a Tuesday? Are you choosing on a cruise day? I don't know. Are you choosing to cruise on a Tuesday? Or are you choosing to snooze on a cruise day? You should not be snoozing on a cruise day. You have to be excited. You have to be energized. You have to be amplified. You have to be focused. You have to have the mentality down. A lot of this whole thing comes down to mentality. I'd say 90% comes down to your mentality, knowing what type of mentality you need when you're in the gym, knowing that taking a recovery day or a meditation day is actually a step forward, not a step back, knowing that eating healthy is actually a step forward, not a step back, or not dwindling your gains. You know, these types of things are actually helping you, and that's a mentality. Also, that mentality when you step into the gym, your intensity, your focus, your determination, your vision, putting your hat down low so you focus and noise out all the distractions, blank out all the distractions. There's a lot of distractions with phones and all this nonsense, right? So you want to stay focused. And that also comes down to mentality. So, you know, that just popped in my head here. But today is about cutting, bulking, and cardio. Mmm, ooh, important. Yeah, let me take a sip of water. Mmm. I hear a lot of it, you know, about cutting, bulking, and the combination of cardio with either or, and doing cardio with either or, but, you know, I'm going to just dive into some just straightforward things, straightforward topics, straightforward concepts, and remember, I only talk about things that I'm comfortable with talking about that I know that I'm not, like, full of shit about, so I know a lot about cutting, I know a lot about bulking. And I know a lot about cardio because I've done all of them. And um, I not, I'm not really doing any of them right now. I wouldn't say I'm cutting. I wouldn't say I'm bulking. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm doing cardio. <laughs> Fuck cardio. But that's another story we're going to get into later in the show. And as to why I'm not a huge fan of traditional methods or means of cardio. And to give you a, a brief synapse of exactly what I'm talking about, cutting... A lot of times comes down to um, people thinking that it has something to do with the weight you lift in the gym or not lifting weights at all. And many people are misinformed as to how to cut properly and cutting weight and cutting. And I don't really like the term. I'm not a big fan of cutting because that means that there is a phase where you're cutting and you're cutting down for what? You're like losing all this weight and cutting. And as soon as you're done, if you're doing it wrong, it's going to just come back. So I'm not a huge fan of it because I've done it. Uh, I've experienced it. That's why I want to tell you that. But a big misconception or myth is that you do higher rate, higher reps. What is it? Higher reps and lower weight and more sets and you'll cut more or you'll tone more. 
Couldn't be further from the truth. There's many different ways to sharpen a knife, guys. There's many different ways, many different tools to use. There's many different methods to get results. There's many different means to build muscle and to burn fat and to lose weight, okay? But one of them is not high reps, low weight. That's just, that doesn't make sense, okay? That's going to build muscle. That's going to build your endurance in the muscle. That's going to build the stamina within your body for a muscle. But the weight loss, the cutting factor is all determined by your calories. It's all determined by the food that you put into your body. Now combine that with a lot of exercise and a lot of energy output, and you have very low calorie input, that means your body's not going to have a ton of energy to burn. That means you probably get a little more tired, but your body's going to utilize all the energy you have, and you're probably going to lose a lot of weight, especially when your output's high. Um, many people believe that their output's high, but it's really not. They're not recovering properly, and they're not drinking enough water, and they're eating too many calories that are not nutritious and not helping. For example, you may be eating a lot of wrappers or a lot of hidden calories like you know, artificial sweeteners, um, which, hey, I know that artificial sweeteners probably, I'm not saying they have the same effect on your insulin as sugar. I'm not saying they have calories. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that when your body, my theory is that when your body tastes sweet, it wants more sweet. So if you put sweet in, it's going to crave sweet later. And if you want sweet later and those zero calorie sugar sweeteners aren't around, you're going to take the real thing which is sugar, which is ice cream, which is pizza, you know, stuff like that. So, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do it. You're going to eat it because it's there and it's convenient. So I like to avoid the sweet. I don't do artificial sweeteners. I actually personally just don't like the taste of artificial sweeteners. If I want something sweet, I'm just going to get something sweet. If I want ice cream, I'm going to have ice cream. I'm not going to do halo top or something with bullshit ingredients in it. I'm going to get real ice cream. And I'm going to crush real ice cream if that's what I want. But I don't really crave that too often. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really a big fan of crushing ice cream just to say, just to do. Um, different topic. But again, the focus here is on cutting. And how do you cut efficiently? And many folks like to do it on a short-term binge cut. Not a binge cut. That would be like counterintuitive that'd be like contradicting itself a binge cut yeah i'm binge cutting i don't know what that means but a short-term cut you know like six six weeks eight weeks ten weeks something like that people focus on the short-term short-term cuts uh shredding for the wedding or you know getting cut for the summer the summer shred right which is where a lot of people's mindset is at right now oh i need to lose this 10 pounds for what so you can sit on the beach drink beer and gain it all back again. I, I don't get that concept. So for me, it's all about losing it and keeping it off in the cutting realm. And that's what I like. And that's what I'm good at. I'm good at losing it and keeping it off. I used to I used to sit around 210, 215. Now I'm like 198, 200. And that's because I lost and I kept it off. And the reason I lost is what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. The reason I lost weight is because I eliminated foods that caused inflammation and poor gut health from my body. I eliminated processed food. I, I eliminated sweeteners. I eliminated sugar, extra sugar, that processed refined sugar. I eliminated and enhanced 
my intake of peanut butter. I used to do traditional skiffy, uh, skiffy. Um, you know what I'm thinking? Skippy and Jif. I <laughs> combined the two. Skiffy, that'd be a hell of a brand. I used to do just a generic peanut butter, but what many consumers don't know is that that is loaded with sugar, loaded with sugar. So now I get natural peanut butter. So it's more about eliminating and converting things to the better forms of them. Whereas I used to have a Hershey's chocolate bar, which is like 30% chocolate, maybe, and the rest is sugar. Now I only eat 80% dark chocolate bars when I want my dark chocolate, which is maybe once a week that I'll really want my dark chocolate. And I love dark chocolate. It's great. And I think it's a healthy snack if you're getting a high percentage of chocolate. And for you guys don't know, if it's like 80% cacao or cacao, cacao, I think, that means 20% is through uh, milk or sugar. And 80% is actual chocolate. So that's cool. And chocolate has a lot of benefits. The, c- the cacao is um, you know, loaded with antioxidants, vitamins, nutrients, stuff like that. So you can do a lot worse than a nice dark chocolate bar. Uh, you can do a lot worse. So if you're looking to crave, that's probably a good snack for you. Now, um, with regards to cutting, I simply eliminated a bunch of shit from my diet. I cut out cheat meals. I didn't do any set cheat meals because it just sets you up kind of for failure to expectations of that you deserve a cheat meal. And I realized I don't deserve shit if I'm not losing weight, if I'm not in shape. Why do I deserve shit anyway? Um, and a lot of it's just water that retains over the skin, that retains and makes your muscles look bigger. And, you know, it's just a lot on the outside and not really like the focus of what really matters, which is your health, which is you know, what's going on underneath all that water? Do you, you know, is it just a bunch of fluff? Is it, is it just a bunch of bloating? Um, which is in a lot of case, a lot of these big guys, but it's just, they're so big because they just eat so much and they're so inflamed. They're just so puffy. And, um, you know, many athletes and many lifters want that and need that in order to perform because they have the extra weight where they can transfer extra power because they have extra pounds and it's a better defense mechanism than being skinny i'm not saying you need to be skinny but this whole myth let me get back on track this whole myth about cutting and needing to do cardio and needing to lift higher reps and lower weight is complete bullshit you don't need to do cardio you don't need to do higher reps and lower weight although i'm sure that wouldn't hurt either way that's a detail that does not matter by the way you can still do low reps low weight It's just when you're cutting, you're eating less, so it's going to be harder to lift those low reps with higher weight because you're not going to have the energy surplus that you would in a caloric surplus, if that makes sense. You should be, if you're cutting, in a caloric deficit. Well, how do you know? You have to track these calories, but it's very difficult when you're eating processed packaged foods because they're inflating the calories to, you know, they're or they're under-inflating calories on the label. It says, say, maybe 150 calories on a label. It really could be 200, but they're just undervaluing their calories or nutrition labels, and that's why it's tough to track. How do I do it? I converted all my foods to real foods that aren't in packaging, that I can buy from produce, like broccoli or asparagus or sweet potatoes or pasture-raised eggs, pasture-raised chicken, 100% grass-fed beef, um, avocados, bananas, um, you know, tuna, stuff like that. I just converted to that. And then it's very difficult to crush a ton of calories when you're eating real food. Um, So that's a way that I do it. 
Um, I don't like tracking macros, but if that's something you like and something that eases your anxiety, then more power to you. Um, the result, the focus on cutting should always be on a caloric deficit. So you want to be in a caloric deficit compared to your past and compared to years past for many people, which is why I'm not a big fan of short-term loss, um, like six-week, eight-week shred. I think it should be more like a slow, steady, consistent process, an elimination process. And eliminating means removing the shitty foods from your diet, removing the shitty lifestyle choices from your life. And doing that over a long period of time, you know, it probably took you, and excuse about this noise in the fucking background, in the office, it probably took you years to put on that weight. It probably took you years to compile these pounds. When you think about it, you only really gain a pound a month, maybe, pound a month. So a year goes by, you gain 10 pounds, 12 pounds. You don't really notice it unless you've been tracking that you've been gaining weight. But a lot of people get in the first phase, which is justification. I'll just have this beer, this pizza, or this ice cream. And then the next phase is denial. Ah, it's only five pounds. And then it's another phase of, oh, it's only 10 pounds. But wait until three years go by of the steady stream, about a pound a year, let's a pound a month. That's 36 pounds over the course of three years. That's more of a realistic weight gain. So I don't recommend you trying to lose those 36 pounds or additional in three weeks or six weeks. What makes you think you deserve that? You spent the last three or four years treating your body like shit, justifying, being in denial, eating the wrong foods, not being active, not being mobile, and now you expect to lose all that weight that you put on in the last three, four years and four to six to eight weeks, just doesn't make sense to me. Um, you need to commit to something and never look back and commit in the long-term process. And that's going to yield you the best results hand down. It's just been proven over and over and over again. Fads don't work. Fads don't work. These shreds don't work. Supplements don't work. They just don't work. What you need to do is close your mouth hole and stop putting in dirty stuff into your mouth. That sounds kind of descriptive, right? That sounds that sounds pretty uh, pretty bad. You know what I mean, though. It's literally that you have the option to put things into your mouth or not, and you have that power and discipline. You just have to tap into it. And when you start eliminating, just take it as a long process. Right now, it's June fourth, two thousand nineteen. How about start shredding for June fourth, two thousand twenty? or July 4th, 2020. Because if you're shredding right now for July 4th, 2019, you're on the wrong program. <laughs> That's the wrong approach. That's the wrong method. That's the wrong cutting cycle. And I'm going to flip it around in a second here and talk about bulking. But first, cutting this whole misconception of doing it for a short period of time, looking at the poundage on the scale. Every day you're stepping on the scale. You're one... 80.2, you're 180.6, you're worried about the fluctuation. First off, are you weighing yourself at the same time every single day? The best time to weigh yourself, and yes, there probably is a best time for this matter, it's first thing in the morning, right after you use the bathroom. 
and you didn't drink any water or anything, it's just first thing in the morning, right after you use the bathroom, you step on the scale. That's going to be the most accurate measure of how much you weigh as an individual. Midday weights are all over the place. Nighttime weight is all over the place. Morning, use the bathroom, weigh yourself. That should be accurate. And also, don't be upset if you're 190 one day and 191 the next when you're trying to lose weight. Your body may just retain water or maybe you're hydrating well. It's a long-term approach. Are you eliminating the foods? Are you cutting properly by eliminating foods? And also evaluating things like stress levels. Are you meditating or are you doing yoga? If you're not doing yoga and you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening to this podcast, I'm very upset. (laughs) I'm very upset. Essentially, if you're not doing yoga or meditation and you've been listening to this podcast for a while, what should I say? What should I say? You're an asshole. That's what I should say. You're you are an asshole. If you if you listen to this podcast, you don't do yoga, don't do the meditation. You are an asshole. You should know by now how important it is to be mobile. Have a mobility routine in the morning and at night for five minutes. Do some yoga and practice yoga frequently as much as you can throughout the course of a week to counteract the stresses that we place on ourselves from work and construction or whatever you do. Office work, sitting in a chair construction, hammering away or drilling away, whatever you're doing, or maybe you're on your feet, maybe you're a coach, whatever you're doing, maybe you're training, maybe you're an athlete, you should still do yoga, still do mobility every single day. And if you're not, you're an asshole, especially if you're listening to this podcast. So, and yeah, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You know, you know, I'm just pushing your buttons. Um, But for cutting, don't focus on cardio. I don't do cardio. The focus is not increasing your cardio, but decreasing the amount of shitty food that you put in your body, and also not increasing your cardio just so you can eat the shitty food. Because what happens is people think, oh, I'm doing this cardio, I'm doing all this lifting, now I can have pizza. It's okay if I'm cutting. No, it's not. That's why I'm not a big fan, because it, it tends to trick yourself into thinking that you deserve that pizza or you deserve that cheat meal, which is not the case. If you're looking to cut, you need to eliminate things and be extremely strict. And also calories, um, excuse me, cardio burns a lot of calories. Cardio requires a lot of energy. That's going to um, zap you of energy and that may lead to burnout. And also heel to toe running, traditional running is not good for your body's mechanics. It's not good for your body in general. I'm not a fan of it. I think it's terrible for posture, terrible for calf strength, terrible for your knees and your hips, especially if you're running on pavement. So these things I think are terrible. I think you should much rather do, especially if you're overweight, you got to think of all that extra weight on your skeletal frame, all the pounding on the joints, all the pounding on the knees and pounding on your hips and pounding away at your body. You want to do low impact, low impact yoga. Perfect. I know it's not cardio and you're worried about, oh, my heart rate's not up. Doing yoga is going to mobilize you more, which is going to open up your body more, which is going to burn calories, which is going to force your body to adapt and the stability fibers in your muscles to adapt and to increase your balance and to activate more muscle fibers, which would utilize more energy in the long term. You're utilizing more muscles, you're activating more muscles. 
and it's going to force your body to burn your calories in a different way through your energy capacity or your energy that's in your body, the amount of calories that are in there. It's going to utilize them. It's not going to be short, sorry, it's not going to be short and like intense and hit workout. If you're 350 pounds right now and you're doing steady cardio, running and pounding on your joints, you're going to feel like shit. Maybe the first day you'll feel good, but you're going to feel like shit. I don't want to see overweight people running. I'd much rather see them doing yoga and lifting weights. You need to do yoga. You need to lift weights. Skinny fat, you need to do yoga. You need to start lifting. You're just not lifting, bro. You need to start lifting. So that's about it for cutting. I'm going to do a lot more episodes on cutting. With regards to bulking, it's the same concept. Some people, yes, want to bulk. They want to gain weight. Maybe the skinny fat, right? You actually want to put on weight, but you want to put on the lean muscle. And people ask, what's the best lift for lean muscle? There is no best lift for lean muscle. There is no best lift. <laughs> it's you know a combination of compound movements. So squats, deadlifts, bench, pull-downs, pull-ups, curls, skull crushers, like compound using both arms, using both legs, compound movement, using full body, compound things. Compiling that basic, those basic movements consistently over the course of years will help you build muscle because your body's going to be forced to adapt. Notice how I didn't say weeks. Notice how I didn't say six-week get big program. I said years. So maybe six years, 10 years, 15 years will get you a good amount of muscle. But six weeks, six days, 10 days, you're a newbie at that point, and you're really just not patient enough. Um, so for me, it's been, when did I start? 2005, 14 years lifting. So I'm still um, very experienced. I've lifted on average four days a week for 14 years. Um, it's like 200 times, 200 sessions. 200 sessions a year, let's say on average, for 14 years. I'm not a mathematician, but it's in the thousands of training sessions, um, which is definitely where I'm at. I'm in thousands of training sessions, tens of thousands of hours in training. Um, so, you know, when you think about it that way, you know, as an athlete or training or meditation or yoga or anything, tens of thousands of hours of my life have been dedicated to that. Don't expect it to bulk don't expect to bulk in a couple weeks or a couple days. Just not how it works, you know. And when you're bulking, you need to be in a caloric surplus, so you need to eat a lot more. And a difficulty that people face is bulking or dirty bulking. So you're looking to increase, you know, your dirty bulking. So you're eating junk calories to gain weight, and that may be a good way to gain weight, but it's not going to be maintainable. Number one, it's not healthy, but... You know, number two, are you in it for health or are you just in it to gain weight? Because there's another reason. Remember these bodybuilders and athletes, they do anything it takes to get to a level of performance. So if that means drugs, they take drugs. If that means dirty bulking, they dirty bulk. And they don't care about what it what is going on on the inside. But for us, you know, regular people, we don't want to take drugs and do all this stuff just to, just to look good or feel good. We're not... NFL players, we're not powerlifters or bodybuilders, or maybe you are, but you know you have to think of the long-term approach here. Uh, bulking and cardio is, again, if you're looking to put on weight, eat more sweet potatoes, eat more white rice, um, increase calories, eat more. 
eat more of the clean foods, drink a lot more water. Um, if you're looking to bulk, you know, obviously lifting's going to help. Lifting's going to help. Lifting big weights, forcing your body to make big adaptations by lifting more of a percentage of your one rep max. So a higher intensity level, you know, for example, if you can bench press 200 pounds, you want to lift to close to that. You want to really push your percentages, maybe 70 to 80% of that range. You want to push towards it for repetitions as many as you can and build the intensity and the strength and the load in your body over the course of months and years. And that's going to help you bulk tremendously because your body's forced to adapt. But you have to be consistent. And then also, same thing, you have to do yoga because you don't want to injure yourself. Your biggest ability is availability, so make sure you're mobile, make sure you're doing yoga. And you don't really want to do cardio because, again, the whole body mechanics, posture thing, heel to toe running, it's very bad. I'd recommend yoga. I'd recommend yoga. And I'd recommend watching what you eat, doing it in a clean method. You know, don't just dirty bulk. I, I don't, I've done it. You know, I've done it. I don't get it now, but it took me years of doing it to understand as to why I don't like it. You just feel like shit and you feel bloated and your stomach feels bad and your gut health is bad and you probably get sick and get the flu or, you know, come down with something and that's not good. You know, you don't ever want that. You don't ever wish that on somebody or get a disease or something. You don't ever wish that on somebody. And with diabetes now, you know, and, and all the processed foods, it's so easy to get diabetes as a kid or as a teenager listening. You want to bulk and get big and huge. You, you could danger yourself. Also, kids want to bulk or lean bulk. It's not going to happen. You either bulk, put on a lot of weight, or you cut. Lean bulking, in my opinion, is a myth. You either gain weight, put on weight, or you cut and burn fat. So you, when you bulk, you're going to put on fat. You're going to put on fat. You're also going to put on muscle. If you're doing it right, you're going to put on a lot of muscle. But you're going to put on fat too, which is why builders, bodybuilders, typically they'll cut, then they'll bulk, then they'll cut again. But when they cut, they'll cut down, you know, for a few weeks or a few months, bodybuilders, let's say, and they bulk. Some guys I know will bulk for over a year or two years of bulking. And if you're going to bulk, seriously, you should probably do it for that long, a year or two years of focused on bulking. It's going to be very strenuous on your body. It's going to be very taxing on your muscles and your skeletal frame. It's going to be very taxing on your digestive system if you're eating a lot more food than you've been used to over the years. But if that's what you want, that's who you have to go get. And that's also why I don't think cardio is a huge thing in there. But things like the step mill or the elliptical, if you really want to do it, those are low-impact exercises that could truly help walking up the stairs, just going for walking in general, hiking, walking, getting outside, laying in the sun, getting some vitamin D, yoga, yoga outside, yoga in a class, Bikram yoga in the hot room, sweating, sauna, steam room. These things also help as well. So, you know, with regards to cardio, you know my stance on that. I'm not a huge fan. I think it could do more harm than good, but there's other means. You can walk a lot. You can go hiking. You can do adventurous things outside. You can throw the ball with your kid. You can, you know, do things with your family and be adventurous, be mobile, be active, um, do your mobility routine in the morning, do your yoga whenever you can, do a mobility routine at night, meditate. All these things are, are ways to train your body and train your mind 
to become a better you. So my my approach, I'm on a maintenance approach. I eliminate the foods that cause inflammation. I focus on good quality foods because I just like them. I, I really like them. I like eating salad. I like eating sweet potatoes. I like avocados. I like my grass-fed beef. I enjoy the food that I eat. I really love the food that I eat. And, I, you know, obviously I love ice cream. I love pizza. Who doesn't? But I enjoy eating the foods, the healthy foods more because I know it's good for me. And I know it's better for me. And I know it's long-term, the better approach. And I guess that kind of triggered the past few years after I got a scare from a doctor who told me like one of my creatinine levels and my kidneys are bad. So it may take you a moment to get scared and have to get worried about your body or your health. I hope it doesn't, but it may take that for you to back off and completely switch on the healthy switch. So just be aware of that. I don't, I don't wish for you to get to that stage, but a lot of times it takes a huge step back in order to take that step forward. And that's just life. Um, take it one day at a time. If you have any questions about cutting, bulking, cardio, training, you let me know, fam. You let me know. Make sure that you're, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. I hear iTunes is getting rid of iTunes or something. It's going to be Apple Music. It doesn't matter. We're still on Spotify. Uh, we're still on Google Play. There's other platforms you can listen to this. So um, I'm sure it'll still play on Apple Music. If not, we got backup plans. We got backup plans. So don't sweat that. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure, hey, uh, the way this gets out is that you share it. You share it with a friend. You share it with a family member. You um, download Spotify, of course, because that's an awesome app that I think it's a better listening experience for the user. So make sure you have Spotify. If you're not, you're probably weird and probably a jabroni. But once you download it, you're not going to be weird and not a jabroni. You'll be my friend. And then once you click the heart button on Spotify, ooh, now we're really now we're really talking. Um, thank you so much for joining me, guys. This was episode 116 of the Fitness Crew Podcast. We will see you soon shortly this week for 117 and i hope you guys enjoyed today's show on cutting bulking and cardio we will see you in the next one peace